0: Hopefully Ben trying to uh, stuff a a hero into his mouth uh, will be made part of the opening. Uh, But in case it's not, that's what Ben's doing. Welcome, everybody, to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are, of course, very proud to be part of the Pigskin Podcast Network uh, and the affiliation there with DraftKings as well. And uh, we have finally reached the end of the season. It's week 17. Uh, your, your Pittsburgh Steelers are still uh, mathematically alive, as they say. And uh, I guess perhaps better than that, as uh, the great Jim Carrey said in the movie Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, and, and there is. There is a
1: chance. Um, or like and, they uh, said in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, we're not dead yet. We're, we are not dead yet. No. No, uh, and, and stranger
0: things have happened in the NFL in, week, in the final week of the season. Um, also, a quick note, everyone, this is episode uh, 250 um, in the uh, SCB podcast uh, universe. 250, I, I guess that's some sort of anniversary. Uh, I know it's kind of hard to believe, but it's true. Um, Anyway, so we'll pat ourselves on the back later. Anyway, uh, joining me tonight are Ian and Ben, and we are very happy to have Miss Ellie Ellie Finnerty with us as well. Um, And she is sporting her Tremendous Kiss t-shirt, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask your favorite Kiss song, Ellie.
2: Uh, I was made for loving you.
0: Uh, really wow not what i was expecting yeah
2: that's my favorite kiss song that is my favorite kiss song i don't know why i just love that one i think
3: i think the first time i heard that ellie i was about there we go 18 years younger than you are now
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh and by His the way, they're in their 70s. The, the, well, hey, the Stones can tour. Why can't kiss? Uh I, By the way, what's everybody got tonight? I am probably going to polish off my second bottle of Bradshaw bourbon tonight. Celebrate that victory, everyone. Uh, I, I also have much. Bradshaw. Beautiful. And we have some, uh, is that a uh, phaser? Ecliptic phaser? Ecliptic phaser. phaser. Yeah. Said phaser's too stunned uh ellie uh you said you're at a friend's house what the what are you doing there
2: uh we were just having dinner and i did just have a drink but i've just thrown it out but it was an ipa that was like a grapefruit ipa Like i can
3: oh, no.
0: called oh mm-hmm. no you, you threw it out
2: Wow! no i finished it i threw the bottle oh,
0: out oh okay yeah All right, yeah, we, yeah yeah like wow We can't have such alcohol abuse on this program. Well, (laughs) Uh, whatever. All right. Let's move along. People are here to listen to us talk Steelers, at least I think they are. Um, Hey, you know what? It was a great win Monday night, and it was one of the most unique and um, awesome scenes uh, this particular Steelers fan has ever seen. Uh, I was at the last game at three River Stadium which which was really really cool they brought out a lot of the old guys and they mingled with the current players and it was a great it was a great scene um, it was exciting to also watch people try to rip seats out and run off with you know towel dispensers and things like that from the bathroom but um, it was really really cool the other night and uh, Ian I, I want to pass it to you first because you were in the crowd of course and you um, You've been to a lot of games, you've seen AFC title games there, uh, and, and so on. So, what, what was it like for you uh, in the crowd there on Monday night?
1: Well, the entire lower bowl paid for their seats but did not use them for the entire game. Um, it was the only sporting event I've ever been to where I stood the entire time. Like, it was really? crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, I've been to NASCAR races. I've been to college football. I've been to a bunch of pro football games. I've been to, you know, b- baseball, hockey. a lot hockey. of wrestling
3: events, too. He's really into
1: NASCAR and wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, concerts, whatever it is. But, like, it was the first time I stood for the entirety of an event. Like, it was just it was wild. Like nobody sat down. I, I guess sat down at halftime. But like while the players were on the field, nobody sat down. Everyone. So, was dead. so
0: you messaged us uh, before the game and said that there was kind of a hold up at Gate, gate B, I believe it was because the yeah. scanners weren't working. The, or whatever. And it, metal it was, detectors. Clarify. It was. Yeah. It was the metal detectors. Metal detectors. It wasn't
1: the. Okay. It wasn't the ticket scanners. It was. The, the set of metal detectors in the middle of gate B broke. So everyone that was in the middle had to like move to the um, side. Out. And it was just, it was a disaster trying to get in. Um, but they, yeah. So eventually everyone got in. I was lucky enough to get to my seat, like right when they started, uh, you know, announcing the team. So um, I was able to get a little video of Ben mm-hmm. running out for the last time, which was pretty cool, um, really? you know, and, and, I, I did take a mental note that they announced Najee in the penultimate spot. So, you know, potentially looking forward that he may mm-hmm. be the guy to take that last spot next year when they do the offense. But um, you know, I mean we'll see what happens, whoever the yeah, quarterback yeah. is. But in twenty
3: twenty two, can we resolve to pronounce his name Najee?
1: Sure. Cool. We can yeah. that's
0: actually how he pronounces it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Najee.
1: So Najee. I, yeah. Najee Najee. Yeah. Najee. Najee. Okay. I
3: just, you know,
0: I'm just putting Nodgy. that there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's commented on that too, and I yeah. he just said Najee, but mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Right. Um, Mr. Harris. There you go. go. Yes. Mr. Harris. Mr. Uh, hey, 22. Yeah. Uh, so um, you. Can... Yeah,
1: and it was. I mean, the 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 crowd was into it the whole game. I mean, it was yeah. it was quite the atmosphere. There were there were chants going all game. I mean, there was. Thank you, Ben chance at the end when it looked like it was his last drive. There was the there Cleveland was,
3: Sucks chant. There was
1: the I was getting to that. I wanted to say the good one first, but there was the, the <laughs> Cleveland Sucks chant that was so loud that it precipitated a delay of game by the Browns.
3: <laughs> that, was, that was the highlight of the fourth
0: quarter. <laughs> it was,
1: was it was it loud enough you could hear it on TV? Oh, I mean, yes, was, absolutely. Yes. It was my family was, was going crazy. It was great. It was so loud in the stadium. And it was and, and yeah, there was a, a variety of other chants during the game too. But it was it was really cool. And then um, you know, it, it was a weird game though. I mean, for yeah. the first half, it seemed like both teams were trying to outstup at each other, and it was kind of like whoever makes the last mistake is going to lose this game and whoever Mm -hmm. makes the next to last mistake will probably wind up winning it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Baker looked terrible. The Browns play calling was horrendous. They, they, why they even threw the ball at all is beyond me. I mean, until they weren't doing
3: that great running it either though,
1: until, until their last drive of the first half, that two minute drive, Baker had as many completions to his own receivers one as he had to our team because yeah. he threw an interception. So yes. um, it was just and you know not uh, the the offensive line played really good. They were getting a really good push in the middle. JC Hassenhower played. A, a lot better than Kendrick Green had been playing. I mean, I'm not really saying confident, it was a, wasn't he? a, a I mean. yeah. Oh yeah. And it stood out from the beginning. I mean, they were, they were getting an interior push and moving the line right. of scrimmage back, yeah. which is something we haven't seen really since like the Denver game that they established mm-hmm. the line. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, we were, we were able to at least get back to the line of scrimmage before there was contact on a running back <laughs> rather than, you know, it happening two yards deep in the backfield. But nevertheless, you know, you could tell they wanted to send Ben out and that when they got down into the red zone, they abandoned the running game, even though we were averaging seven yards a carry. They were like, nope, we're going to throw the ball, try and get Ben a bunch of touchdowns. Well, and and they said went, the the yeah. uh, battle
0: of stupid. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it all it all worked out. And then after the game was just a, a great scene that, you know there was, I think 63, 64,000 people there. And at least half of them stuck around to kind of send Ben off. And he went all around and, you know, high-fived everyone. And it was, it was really cool. Um, But, but you could tell Ben was getting emotional on the sideline too. And even, um, you know, the, the pictures you saw of him before the game, you could, you could tell he was wearing his emotion on his face for a guy who's usually pretty reserved that, you know, I was honestly a little worried coming in that he was just going to like let his emotions get the better of him and try too hard to do too many things. But um yeah it was a it was a hilarious you know statistical quarterbacking performance because yeah. it, you know for a while yards we a, a, a yeah through. we we had more we had more rushing yards than passing yards but right uh, and he threw was, the ball
3: 34 times in the first half something you know. like that it was yeah. ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: yeah but it was that you know we we're the teams were trying to out stupid each other and yeah. um you know the browns were just stupider
0: yeah. stupider i love it yeah mm-hmm. um Ellie, what was – I don't know if you were watching the game with, uh, with friends or family or by yourself, I, I, I'm not sure, but w- what was going through your mind like through the course of the game and then, of course, at the end?
2: I think the beginning and the end of the game, your focus really was on Ben because they did those really great tributes mm-hmm. before the game. So you, your mind was really on this being Ben Roethlisberger's last game. And then obviously the end, and, and uh, when he did his like laugh and his kids came out and everything, you kind of almost like forgot anything that happened in the game. And it all came down to that final moment. During the game, definitely like, re-established that we needed to win this game for more than just Ben, but to keep our playoff hopes alive. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely moments where I was still frustrated with the offense and with the, some of the choices we were making. Like you said, it was a game of whoever's the stupidest w- loses. Um, but i i thought i thought it was you definitely and i think ben himself said that um it's not about he said it was the, it was a game that was very much his his career in a game it wasn't pretty but he got it done
1: and, and even though
2: yeah and even though yes it wasn't uh they were trying in the end in the red zone to give him those touchdown passes and it wasn't really happening at the end of the day, it still ended up with the win, which I think is the best send-off you could hope for, especially in this season. But against a rival as well, like you, the win was the most important point from that moment. But of course, during the game, yeah, I was definitely like a little bit concerned about, you know, why we abandoned the run game and some of the choices that they were making in that red zone were just extremely questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at least. At least we came up with the win. That's the most important yeah. thing, I think. In yeah. the end,
0: yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, and and Ben, give give me your thoughts too. I I know they echo what they've said, but but I, pretty much. I yeah.
3: I when when Ben said you know it it he he thought it epitomized his career. I yeah, I thought that was a bit of self-deprecation because let's be frank, Ben's had some really pretty games. He had a couple of weeks. Was it 2017 when he threw sixteen TD passes in a row, two weeks in a row?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I, I don't know that anybody's ever done that before or since. i have to sit down on, on pro football reference to check, right. but that's a rare performance. Um, he's the only quarterback who's ever thrown for 500 yards in a game, and he's done it three times. Excuse me. The only quarterback who's done it three times. Not the only right. one who's ever done it. Right. Um, but, I, I mean, he's he's accomplished a lot as an individual um, yeah. saying what he said, made him sound like he just kind of managed the game. And and he did on Sunday times and he has for the most part this season, but that's, that doesn't really epitomize his career. Um, and that, that, that's fine. You know, he's trying to be mm-hmm. humble, mm-hmm. whatever, fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a, a fitting end to a hall of fame career. I thought the crowd was great. Um, yes, it does bother me somewhat that it was his last home game and there were almost 5,000 no-shows. What the fuck? I mean, seriously, how I, I know it's a Monday night game, but really uh, give your tickets away,
0: donate them something. Yeah, right. There, there were a lot of people that would have loved to have been at that game. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I don't mean around the country cause then we're talking millions. Um, but I'm, Quite certain that in the Pittsburgh area there were probably five thousand people who would have loved to have been at that game, and if you're not going to use your tickets, give them to somebody. Absolutely, you know, give them to somebody. Um, but you know, it. it uh, I get what you're saying. I get what what Ben was saying. You know, maybe a little self-deprecation, a little too hard on himself there. Um, I, I my wife was was funny. She she was so pissed off. About the camera guys in his face at the end of the game, like give him some room. She's—I thought she was gonna fucking pull off the TV. Yeah, you got um, guys
3: that are jockeying over each other trying to yes. make sure they've got the best angle. You got photographers that are chasing yep. them
0: around. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, and, it, and, it was what it yeah. was. You know,
0: absolutely. And that's kind of what I told her. I said, you know what? I, I said he gets it. He understands it. Now yeah. he did get a little. And actually, I heard Bert, and, and most of you guys know who Bert Loughton is—the the Steelers PR guy. And, and he was kind of riding sidecar with Ben for a lot of that. He was kind of walking alongside, and and eventually, as they got towards the tunnel uh, where where Ben's wife Ashley and the kids were going to come out, you you could hear Bert kind of like, "Okay, guys, back up, back up," you know. And Ben said it once or twice, and and thankfully they gave him a little bit of space there. But uh, you yeah. know, I'm nitp- I'm nitpicking for sure. It was still just a, a, an awesome moment and, and everything there. Um, Ian, um, in in terms of um, his his performance, did you think he was pressing in the second half? He um, he seemed to have some really poor throws. I mean, yeah. just not like him.
1: A, a little bit, I think he was pressing. Um, I think he was specifically pressing to get the ball to specific receivers. Like yeah. he wanted to throw at the Claypool, and Claypool just wasn't open. Um, and, and it was, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a weird game from the receiving court too. Cause you know, Deontay had those couple drops in the first half, mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, and had a penalty and really was having an off game. Um, uh, you know, they threw it to Ray, Ray McLeod, probably too much in the first half. I mean, we were sitting there like he's the, I mean, sitting there with the guys next to me, we're like, you know, he's probably the fifth or sixth best receiving option on the team. And he's leading the team in targets. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and we kept leaving him open. Yeah, well, for, for that too. exactly
3: he, the reason you just pointed out. He's the fifth or sixth best receiving option on the field. Let's mm-hmm. not cover that guy.
1: Yeah. And and to, to Ray Ray's credit, he made a heck of a catch down by the goal line for a first down where he got walloped and hung to the did. ball to get us a he big did. first down yeah. there. So yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he safety he, absolutely popped him. Made a big play there. Um but but yeah, I think I think the second half too, they kind of you know, they were able to simplify the game a little bit more too. They had a lead, they could lean on the running game. And it was like, okay, it was kind of a return to old school Steeler football, right? It was almost, Mm -hmm. I almost saw it as a a passing of the torch from the Ben era to the, uh, you know, Najee Harris era where, you know, whoever comes in next year, unless by some miracle we get like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson to come play quarterback for us, we're gonna be doing a lot of handing off and there's gonna be a lot of, you know, Najee Harris running the ball. So it it kind of felt to me like a passing Mm -hmm. of the torch. And especially with that last touchdown to ice, it was just, um, you know, it was, it was, that was great. And then Ben got to come out and kneel it out too at the end. Thanks to Minka sort of, you know, getting his elbow in and breaking up the pass and Trey Norwood picking it off or no, Kim Sutton picked it off. Yeah. Something. No, I think mean, it was Norwood. No, was Trey it? Ward or was Cray Norwood. Norwood. No, okay, yeah. Mink
3: Minka made the play. He knocked it out, right. the play. Yeah. out of yeah, his right. hands, but Norwood yeah. ran behind yeah. him and I was actually kinda
1: surprised they ruled it an interception because I, I thought you know it was a catch and a fumble, but it you know six and one half dozen of the it other didn't hit the ground. Sure. Yeah, sure. it's true.
0: Yeah, well, they, they didn't spend much time on it. They just kind of yeah. went, all right, let's, you know, because by that time, I think the Browns – At that point, played. the game was – It was over, yeah. It was yeah. over. Yeah. The Browns was were really no on point. the bus. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> the, Browns, um, the Browns were on the bus from the beginning. I mean, I kind of oh, thought man. with them being eliminated from the playoffs, they were going to come in and act like this was their Super Bowl and I know, play too. their hearts out. And they just looked lackadaisical and, like, they didn't care the whole game. Like, they just – Yep, had I no thought, emotion. I thought, though.
0: I thought they had some guys, especially some corners, that played really, really hard. But yeah. overall, I mean, like All the like DBs Land, and the linebackers, yeah, the inside like linebackers Landry Landry played pretty jogging hard yeah. on routes a few times. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, so yeah, Ben, we mentioned um, J.C. Hessenauer a little while ago, and, and yeah, the word you the word you've used is competent. Yes. Um, that's a pretty good word.
2: I, he he wasn't what...
3: stellar. He, he didn't right. dominate, but he was competent. And and we haven't seen competent play at center for most of the season. Let's mm-hmm. be frank. Uh, The last time we saw it, in my opinion, was the first Cleveland game. So yeah. I'm kind of taking this performance with a grain of salt. For I mean, sure. The last time we saw the line block pretty well for Nagy, mm-hmm. block pretty well for Ben, was that first Cleveland game and we go against this team again and yeah granted they, they didn't seem very inspired I agree with Ian they, they just kind of seem flat yeah but uh, that be you know that being said I, I kind of wonder if this was a bit of a mirage I mean because you know the tackles have not been good Trey Turner has not been good the center has not been good but was better last week mm-hmm. um, but I've never been a JC Hassenhour fan until you know this week. And it's really right. just because he's a lot better than the other option based upon what I've seen, which is a very small sample size. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I thought the line played better. Um, they, they did less outside zone, thank God. Kept um, it inside. Side. Kept it inside. They did some zone. They did some duo. They did some gap locking. And mm-hmm. they just they just looked better. They just yeah. looked better. They made room. Well. He got to the line of scrimmage. Most of the time, he got a couple of yards beyond the line of scrimmage before he had to make mm-hmm. a decision, and then cut out and was at the second level. It it was beautiful. I mean, and and he he yeah. ran determined. Najee ran really determined. Yeah, that that last run to, I mean, that was kind of, I don't want to call it icing of the game because I mean, basically it was over then too. Right. It was kind of it was kind of rubbing it in their <laughs> face, but whatever, whatever. It's the Browns. Who cares? Um, right. You know, he—you he, knew he wasn't going to stop. I didn't expect him to suddenly run out of bounds at the one. No,
2: you know what I mean,
3: no, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's just run out of bounds at the one and come out here and take a knee three times.
0: Nah, yeah, nah, not. It, doing I, that. I. It's funny, you know, in our old age, we do think of those things. You know, is it better that he just goes to a knee and we just get out of here? Well, no, score of the day nope. of football.
3: No, um, just, uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, how many yeah. how many breakaway runs has he had for touchdowns? this season? Not you know? many. Yeah, no, none. Uh, Zero. That no, was the first one. No, no, no Week I, 17. I, that was his it was first. It was fantastic. Um, 188 yards. Yeah. I don't know. What did he average per carry, Ian?
1: Uh, it was it was seven for a while. I think it wound up around six. Uh, yeah, I think it was. In I mean, six, what, 20, 28 for one in,
3: in one game. At the end of the season, he increased his average by almost four tenths of a yard. It's pretty one good. game. Yeah. Wow.
0: Uh, and and an Hour will get the call again. Uh, yeah, as because we, as we uh, our friend
3: Kendrick Green is yep. uh, on
0: the COVID list. He's on the COVID morning, list. So, um, and and I'll I'll get back to that in a minute. Um Ellie, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And, and I, I've heard many many different answers to this question. What do you enjoy watching more, um, some big pass plays down the field or a running game that is just punishing the defense and then you get a break, breakaway run like that?
2: God, that's a good question. I mean, a little bit of both would be nice. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, the, I think we've been so um, – What's the word? Like our brains have been so warped by being so predictable in previous seasons, yes. um, that I, I, I now find anything where we're like, oh, we're just a consistent running team, a consistent. I, I'm like, oh, God, I hope they don't remember that. Like I find myself being like, let's switch it up. Let's do things differently so that we're not so predictable. So I kind of like, the, um, having both and obviously for um, Monday night's game, it would have been nice for Ben to be making those great connections and having passing right. awesome touchdowns. But seeing Najee Harris have that kind of game was worth it, in my opinion, because yeah, it was, it was nice. just fun to watch. Yeah, and well, that's no, what it, I love about no. about him.
0: Yeah. Your, your very first answer is, is um, not that there's a right or wrong answer, but it's the right answer <laughs> because, yeah, yes. you want to you see both. But I love, I love watching a team just kick the shit out of another team on the ground, yes. five, six yards a pop, you know, and then, then you break one like that. I, I just, as long as it's not
3: the other team.
0: Uh,
2: well. Yeah, exactly. And we,
3: and
0: the problem this right, year with the
3: Steelers right. offense is they, they really don't have an offensive identity.
2: No, and it's no. really
3: hard to have any kind of an idea of what they're going to do week to week mm-hmm. because you don't mm-hmm. know what they do well because they don't really do much well. No, no. And we talked about this last week. Offensively, they're below average. They are. Oh, and oh, yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah, there's really no way around that. You know, you can't deny it. And kind of pretend that they're not reaching their potential because, yeah, I'm not a huge Matt Canada fan, but I I hate all all offensive coordinators. I've come to that conclusion. I, I think many
0: of us do. Yeah, and
3: um, you know, I but I look at the execution out there, and they just haven't been good. I mean. They were better this week,
0: yeah, and I'm happy. They, they were. I'm, I'm and, real happy. Um, and by the way, I'd like to say uh, congratulations to our former offensive coordinator, Mister Todd Tequila Cowboy Haley. He's the new head coach of the USFL's Tampa Bay Bandits. Go get him! Get coach out! Haley. Seriously, true. came down today. Yeah, yeah. Huh? He's, uh, uh He's he's he's. He's got another shot at it. Let's put it that way. Hey, don't forget everybody. We are sponsored, uh, or presented by, uh, deck roofing of South Florida, Dexter Brower in the Palm beach counties. And whether it's commercial industrial, residential multifamily or condos, contact deck roofing today by visiting DeckRoofing.com. Um, sending out. I told you they do multifamily. Well, (laughs) I've added that. I still haven't confirmed. Uh, but, uh, in any case, uh, Yeah. So, and Ian, I was gonna uh, go to you next with that question. Uh, Was the running game
1: does?
0: (laughs) I don't even know what deck roofing does. Uh, Was it more J.C. Hasenauer, or did the newly appointed uh, head offensive line coach Chris Morgan have something to do with the success?
1: Um. uh... I'm going to steal an answer from Ellie and say a little bit of both. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, poor (laughs) Less dose. Um, You know, Hassenhauer was definitely getting a good push up the middle. And, you know, the, the, the biggest difference I saw too, was that, you know, Hassenhauer kept his legs moving and there were, because Najee keeps his legs moving too. And, you know, he doesn't quit on plays. And there Mm -hmm. were times Mm -hmm. when it looked like Najee was stopped and like, Hassenhauer and a couple other guys came and piled on him and pushed Pyle a little bit farther down the field and add a few more yards on. Yes. And, you know, seeing Hassenhauer drive his guys into the ground where Kendrick Green was just driving himself into the ground. Um, and, you know, the, I mean, there's times when Trey Turner just looks lost out there that he's just standing there with no one to block and guys are running past him. And he's like, I have no clue what I'm doing out here. Um, you know,
3: and, and Turner was better this week. He, he was, was, and, he was and, in particular on run plays. He was far better. It was like, he had a, a clearly defined assignment and he went and did it
1: yeah. where it yes. seemed
3: like before, as you just pointed out, it was like, he was confused. He didn't know he, who, who he was supposed to block or yeah. not block.
0: Yeah. There, there were times with Trey Turner where he reminded me of the John Travolta gif, you know, from Pulp Fiction where he's like standing and doing this. You know, yeah. like looking around. I mean, the. Really,
3: so I'm true. sorry, it's true. No, you're right. You're right, yeah. especially in pass blocking. It was like, yeah. no, wait, you had that guy. No, you had that guy. Right. Neither right. one of them block it, and the guy's running right at the middle, untouched. Yeah. Are yeah.
0: you kidding me? Yeah. So I, I, I but, Ian, I think you made the right answer. I, I, because right. I, I don't know either, but I think it was a little of both. I, and I and think,
1: somehow, yeah. like the combination of Hassenhauer and LeGlue side by side has now been like our a solid tandem to run behind. And and the other thing they did too was I mean those guys were firing off the line and driving the Browns defenders back. And not only does that give, like we talked about, give Najee the opportunity to, you know, get yards before contact, but it also Mm -hmm. gives him a cutback lane where if the initial running lane isn't there, he has a place to go with the ball. I think we saw that too, that um, you know, Najee looked a lot more confident in where he was going. Whereas the last couple of weeks, he was kind of, even when they blocked it well, he was kind of getting in there and dancing around and looked indecisive because he just wasn't confident that the line was going to block it where they were supposed to. Whereas this week he seemed a lot more straightforward, at least initially. And it was, I know where I'm going with this. And if I need to cut it back, I know where I'm cutting it back to, or I have an mm-hmm. opportunity to cut it back. Whereas before yeah. it was more indecisive, this was more straightforward. So And some of that's the zone versus the the power running scheme. But um, yeah, so I think it's a combination of both that the guys had maybe maybe it was simpler. You know, they simplified the assignments. They said, like Ben said, this is your guy. You go block him um, and, you know, we'll we'll let our first round pick running back go do what he has the natural athleticism to Mm do. And one of the
3: points that was made today was that the biggest difference this week and previous weeks was that Morgan involved running backs and tight ends in the offensive line meetings. Yeah. And and there were discussions about what would take place and what they should expect. And apparently that was not going on prior to this week.
0: That seems like uh a mistake. I don't yes. know why you wouldn't get if you're the... discussing the run game in particular. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I I mean yeah, boy, I did not know that. And that neither that, did not I. That that that's a, it, it it came yeah. as a shock to me too.
3: I was mm-hmm. like, uh, why would mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> we weren't doing that. Yeah, man. All right. Well, um, well Clem I, I, has a good time in Oregon. Yeah, I hate the Oregon Ducks, by the way, so that's fine.
0: <laughs> quack, quack. Bye. Uh yeah, bye, Adrian. Um Ellie, I'm going to – one last question here on the offense. Um, What would you say to Chase Claypool? Um, I I mean, he had three throws at him the other night that, you know, he he seems to just come off of his feet so quickly. He, like, gets his hands on the ball. And there was pretty good coverage on him. Don't get me wrong. Greg Newsom's a good quarterback. What would you say to this guy? Because he just has not had the same year that he did last year and – I think everybody is a little disappointed in him. Well, what? What? would you say? What would you? What would you motivate him with? What would you do?
2: Um. Well, music during practice might make him to him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> i joking, Chase. I swear to God, um, that
0: was not a predetermined question. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic answer. I swear I didn't. I, I didn't. That
2: was not a setup that was amazing i don't know how i don't know how i would motivate him because the the the, i I wish that someone said it and they were not being very kind about it but i see the sentiment they were like the worst thing we ever did was call in mapletron because it the ego went and the talent didn't quite catch up but the potential is there yeah i just think the kid feels a stiff breeze and he falls over and i don't really know if that's something that they're encouraging if that's the idea i don't know but i would love to see him actually get separation and start making keep going let's not just do these and and it maybe isn't his fault because maybe that's just the way they're utilizing him. But these on the outside, you know, whether you're aiming to get a uh, pass interference or if you mm-hmm. actually intend to make those kinds of catches, which would be amazing. But I would love to know what the stats are and how many times he actually makes these fifty fifty catches. I bet they're a lot less successful. They are this than year for seems. sure. Yeah, they
3: are. Yeah.
2: Because it, when they're made, they're sensational. But when, but I'm sure that they are made far less than we probably want to admit. Maybe he would even want to admit. Mm-hmm. So if that is how you're going to be utilized, if that's the role that you play on this team, then you need to be better at it. It needs to be way more successful. Now, if that means that you need to get far more separation, be faster, because he is a... I don't know how much he weighs, but he's 6'4". He's
1: 240. 10,
3: yeah I,
2: he, he's every
0: bit of it i mean he is a yeah. big individual. yeah he's got a
3: his playing way it's got to be 235 i think he's yeah. 230 yeah. 239 yeah. at the combine or something yeah yeah
2: i i would love to see that power be used to actually make more success of the what how you're being utilized if that's the role that you're in let's make this a more successful version yeah. of what it is yeah. otherwise Maybe he does need, I don't know, maybe he does need more inside routes and, and trying something different. They certainly have never really attempted that with him, though. So I'm not sure whether maybe they just don't see the potential there. I'm not sure.
3: They've used him as a big slot, and it, it works pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'd like to see him use his body to box out yeah. the corner. And, yeah. and given his size and what he did when he was at Notre Dame, that's what I expected. I yeah. think... And this is just my opinion. I really have no insight. Nobody has told me this. It just seems like the success in his rookie season went to his head a little bit and he's kind of resting on his laurels. He just expects that he's going to be good. I also don't think Ben's throwing the ball particularly well this year. I'm just being frank. Um, I I think he threw it a little better last year.
0: Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah.
3: Yep. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just that's father time who is undefeated, unfortunately.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so, you know, that that's playing yeah. into it. Um, but I, I just don't see the effort that I saw mm-hmm. last season. I don't see a guy, you know, who's he,
0: he
1: who's reminds trying me, as yeah.
0: hard. He,
3: he
1: reminds
0: me of a, a kid head. in the backyard that wants to make every single catch an amazing catch. Rather yes. than just catch the ball. I that's gotta to make it
2: falling reel. away. I don't know, or, man. You know,
0: if if that was the I, case, I, would he just catch the ball and fall down? Because that's what he does. I I, I don't know. It's just, that's what it reminds me I, of. This reminds just, me of of that. I, I don't. I'm, Ian, go
2: ahead. Last season, he. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, go ahead, Ali. Yeah, yeah. Go I was going to say
2: last season he was a, a human highlight reel, and yeah. it was. Yes. Even when he was falling down, they were still amazing catches, and I remember. Yeah that first game against New York last year when he did those, two, those Tony tap similarities yes, where he made yes. that catch where his feet dragged in and I was like, this is it. This kid has it. Yes. And I, I think that that was what we were seeing so much of last season. This season, maybe it was the attempt to maintain that human highlight reel persona and it has just backfired. I, but instead just... of making adjustments, he has just thought, if I keep going, eventually it'll get back. Like that's how it feels a little bit to me.
3: I, I think what Tomlin point. said earlier in the season about the maturation of players and the things mm-hmm. we're seeing this year with Deontay, where he's getting more mature as a player and as a person. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. valid. And that we're gonna see a bounce back from Claypool next season. Um and you know, as long as he is determined and dedicates himself to being that guy again. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that, and and he'll be better. I mean, he still does stupid, ticky-tack shit after plays. Oh, and, yeah. You know, all of that's got to go. And I, I yeah. hope to see all that disappear and him to concentrate on just getting the job done. You know, because mm-hmm. he's got that potential. Last season, I agree with you, Ellie. Last season, it was like, who's going to be the number one? Is it going to be Claypool, or is it going to be Johnson? Because Johnson yeah. looks like he's the
0: more talented player, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Claypool looks like he's got something. Right, no, yeah. I agree. Let me uh, flip it over to the defense, and and Ian, uh, like I said, you were in the crowd. Um, in TJ your
1: what? Holy
0: in, yeah, crap, in, in man. your right. memory, you you've been in a lot of games in that stadium. Has any defensive player riled up a crowd the way he does?
1: And we've had oh, some good defensive players. We have, we have, um, really? Huh. <laughs>
0: Oh.
3: you know what troy... was that safety what was his name uh uh that his oh name guy was, uh, that, that, yeah, that i Donnie yeah. shell donnie shell yeah him
2: yeah donnie shell, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah yeah they got the one who just went to the hall of fame right yeah um yeah, yeah. <laughs> troy was uh, an otherworldly player yeah but yeah. he was never a, a a pump the crowd up kind of player like he was mm-hmm. he was Rarely a guy who was, you know, know doing the sort of raising his arms, trying to get the crowd pumped yeah. up kind of thing. The 2008
3: um, AFC championship game.
1: I think he pumped the crowd up pretty well. Oh, oh um, his, his play absolutely did. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah his
2: yeah. persona. Yeah.
1: His, but his, his – I'll say his pre-snap persona, right? Okay. Because you know, before the snap, you get those guys like, <laughs> your, like James Harrison, you know, or Lamar Woodley would do the, you know – Give us more noise, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, Troy was never that guy. Um, and, and that's just his, his, you know, personality. He let his play speak for itself and it most certainly and it spoke did for itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, what, what I thought Mark was going to ask was if I ever saw a quarterback get hit as hard as TJ hit. Well, I, I was getting, I was because, eventually going because, oh, to get to Oh my goodness. Did he get crushed?
3: Yes.
1: Like the only hit I could think of. On a quarterback that was that hard, Harrison. Was was when James Harrison destroyed Colt McCoy. Oh my um, god, I forgot
3: about that. Yeah, that
1: was awful. Yeah, oh, that was bad. God. that was yeah. But and that was Colt McCoy scrambling out of the pocket, not yeah. really knowing where he was going, and Harrison came from his and blind he didn't side see and Harrison, it. and yeah, that was yeah. brutal. Oh yeah. well, my and, god
0: the, the one the one for the old kids is I was thinking is when Joe Montana got decked from behind. Uh, I think it was an NFC title game by Leonard Marshall, maybe hit him from behind. And I mean, it was one of those hits just like Watt had that you dream about. You've got, you, yeah. you are just full sprint running at the quarterback and you're like, Oh my God, let this happen. Let this happen. <laughs> it did, And it did. Uh, oh my it God. Was-
1: it was, it was like watching a matador get crushed by a bull. <laughs> like, it was it, – like, TJ, I, I cannot believe how hard TJ hit him. Like, we will see that hit on Renegade videos for years. Yes. Well, it's yes. because
3: oh, yeah. Baker landed on his head. Let's be
1: honest. Well, I mean, his neck, yeah, his neck
3: had to be really sore the next day. Oh,
1: oh my it, God. It, it, I mean, and TJ just squared him up perfectly, too. Oh, I and mean, yep. it was a completely legal hit. Oh, yeah. And it was, yes. yeah, it was. Yeah, he hit him about right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just absolutely crushed him. And, and, and
0: I will say, yeah. for all the, the Baker Mayfield, the fact that he got up as often as he did, I mean, yeah. nine sacks, yeah. how many times he got decked. Yeah. I give the kid credit. shoulder. Kept, yep. Everything else going coming on. back. Yeah.
1: I give him credit. His I give him props. Toughness yep. can't be questioned, but his no. talent can be. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. You uh, guys shut up.
0: Cleveland yeah, needs to give him yeah. $50 million a year.
3: <laughs> $50 <million. laughs> $150. 50000000 uh, a year. Fully guaranteed.
0: <laughs> Five years. Uh, ben, when we went into this game, uh, there's no question. My biggest, our biggest concern was the ability to stop the run. And then you took into account that Joe Schobert, Devin Bush, Chris Wormley, all on the COVID list. Uh How did we stop the run? What the hell were we doing?
3: They, they got penetration. The Browns offensive line did not play inspired ball. Um, Just being Frank. I didn't think they did. Um, You know, their tackles certainly did not play inspired ball. I don't know why they kept leaving. That uh, poor right tackle on an island <laughs> poor versus T.J. Watt. I mean, they doubled T.J. a couple times. I think I yeah. counted – I think I counted seven. There may have been eight. I don't know. There were not many doubles. And the guy was just having a monster game. And then I figured after halftime, that it's like, they're definitely going to start doubling. Yeah. Nope. Right. Didn't do it. That was stupid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, part of it was, yes, Highsmith had a great game. too. Um, was had a nice
1: game. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. milk had a nice game. milk has
3: got those giant long arms. He's built like, he a, left he he's built he like really a left tackle. He's built like a left tackle. I mean, he and he really doesn't. If you look at his measurements from the combine, for a guy who's that tall, his arms aren't that long. But when you see him play, he plays a lot longer yes. than he is. Totally yeah. agree. So, I I think when he fills out, he's going to be a pretty nice player. Um, you know, we'll see, but I right future looks bright. Um, yeah, a lot of taking Latter- advantage Latter- of the snaps. Henry you know. Mondo was productive. I mean, everybody got in on it. Everyone.
0: Mondo, Mondo previous, game of Adams,
3: football. Adams. I, I want that guy back next year. I hope he comes back. Even I... if as a as a backup nose tackle behind Alu who's gonna be thirty-six. Yeah. Um you
0: know he said today he wanted
3: to come back to Pittsburgh. Yep. And, and I, I hope he dead. does. I, yep. I, yeah. I really hope he does. When um,
1: Cam Hayward said we should, was it Cam or TJ that said we needed to bring him back? One of those guys said that we should. Uh, bring I don't him know. He know, fits very Cam well
3: in this, yeah. in this defense. He fits very well in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he and and he, off. he obviously didn't fit on the saints defense. Mm-hmm. That's why he was on their practice squad. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I were him, I'd want to come back too. you know, it's like, I, I, he has fun here. He he's contributing. He's a player. He's getting reps. Of course he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that guy's ever going to be a star. He's not going to make no, big big no. money, but here he's got a role, right? You know? He's, he matters. Hell yeah. yeah. He wants to come back. Yeah. Um,
1: one other, one other note on the defensive line too. Um, you know, we did a really good job scouting what the Browns like to do that TJ Watt had two passes defended where he faked like he was going to rush and then drop back like two steps and the Browns line just kind of stood there and looked at him. And then, you know, when Baker went to throw TJ, just jumped up and knocked the ball down. Yep. He almost had an interception on the one, yes. Yes. Very but close. it was, you know, he, he was almost breakups. sitting in a short zone to break those up. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a Cam Hayward pass breakup where he's pass rushing and just, you know, sticks a big yeah. paw up there and knocks the ball down. It was, yeah. you know, he, he kind of sunk back a little bit and knew where Baker was going and, mm-hmm. and got right in the passing lane that the, that's, the whole yeah, that's defensive film and scouting right was there. Doing that. It was, yeah. it was
3: pretty sweet. I mean, yeah. Hayward had to, he had to, yep. um, louder, louder milk had one, louder milk there. had
1: one. Yep. Yeah. Um, Who that's, that's film one? and scouting. That's that. Yeah, that you No, know, you're right. Difference. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I I think that was, you know, and I mean, you're kind of taught going all the way back to to even before high school football. If you can't get to the quarterback, then get your arms up, you know, and and try to try to either get in the way, knock the ball down, whatever. But you're right. There was a very calculated risk on on their part on Monday night to knock balls down. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no no doubt in my mind. And it paid off. Absolutely. Ellie, go ahead.
2: I think that also kind of uh, back to your question about the ru- how we stopped the running game. Yeah, I've thought what one of the other reasons is uh, what running what running game because they hardly ever used <laughs> Chubb. They it's I, like I, why bring him right? I was like, what is going on? They even had somebody who actually declared he was not injured at halftime because I think everybody mm-hmm. was shocked at the lack of use. Um, I was really surprised. I thought he was just going to tear right through us the whole game. And somebody even said, like, he was seeing less, I can't remember exactly, but someone was just talking about mm. he was just sat on the sideline the whole game. You, I felt like I never saw him.
0: Louis Reddick, uh, who, who does a great job at ESPN, he's, he's a former player and, and executive. And I mean, he was like pissed off. That the Browns weren't running the ball more. They're like, yeah. you guys gotta find out. Is he hurt? Is he hurt? You know, what's going on down there? And and yeah, I, I mean, and of course we're yeah. just all sitting there going, No, no,
2: it's fine. Keep throwing, keep throwing.
0: Um Yeah. It, it, but, well, I thought last you know, halftime,
2: I thought that would be it.
0: Yeah, right. Right. No, I I uh, I kind of did too. Um in fact, Ellie, do you think TJ gets the record this weekend? The sack record.
2: He's, what? he's one, one. He's sack
0: one behind? sack from tying sack one and a half or more from breaking the record. You think he gets it?
2: I think so. I think yeah. so. I hope so. I think that'll be awesome.
0: I, I, I do, too. And I, I, I'll be honest. I think if Lamar was playing, he'd have a better chance at it for sure. Um, mm-hmm. just Lamar just, you know, gets caught up short so many times and, and guys get credited with sacks, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, am excited. For if that he period. does
3: break it, yeah. he will have done so playing in 15 games. Unbelievable. I think this yep. is a really important point to make playing in only 15 games yep. and he sat out most of one of those games with the groin injuries.
0: Right. So it's really three games. Yeah.
3: That he's missed. Yes.
0: Yeah.
3: So I I mean really people are going to nitpick things. about it because it's a sev- it's a 17 game season. They're going to nitpick about the fact that he got the record <sighs> then. And right. it's uh, no, there's no hyphen here. There isn't because he no. he actually played in one less game than mm-hmm. Fran.
0: Well, Ben you and I are definitely yes. old enough to remember when the NFL moved from 14 to 16. And and I do remember a little bit of, well, he didn't do it in 14. You know, he needed 16. And and I think we're kind of hitting the same thing here now with the 17th game. But. Right. I, I mean. You
3: records are take, records and, and right. records are made to fall. And eventually Absolutely. they do. Absolutely,
0: you know, Absolutely. Mark Gassineau had
3: the record for a long yep. time.
0: Yeah. And, and we'll never know who actually is the best sack artist. I mean, they're. I, I've had people tell me that like Deacon Jones used to beat the shit out of people and get yeah. Deacon 20, Jones said he used to get four sacks or, a game every right, single game. Right, you know, and and they didn't start making it a, a an actual stat until I think '82. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I look forward to it this weekend. I I hope he gets it early and uh, kind of gets it out of the way, and, and then he can just play from there. Um, yeah. Ian, what what uh, do you hear anything in the stands? Uh, regarding corliss waitman and and uh you know presley harvin the third because Ian, do you hear things in the stands I, <laughs>
3: well are there, are are there any things? swear words
1: there are a lot of swear
3: words yes. i imagine <laughs> there probably are i've sat in that section yeah. and i didn't ask were, if there
0: were swear words there I were there of, there and there were words. some drunks around me too i was, yeah, yeah. uh well no i look we all obviously send our best wishes to Presley Harvin. His father passed away, that's why he hasn't been at the last few games. Corliss Waitman has been outstanding
1: for yeah. the most, part.
0: For the most I, part. I think
1: I think Ben put it very well last week when yep. he said that Waitman can crush the ball, but he can't spin the ball. That right, right. you know, he made some very, very good kicks when yep. he had a long field and a lot of room to work with. Yes, but mm-hmm. his his skill set is not the ability to stick it inside the 10 and have it not go into the end zone. That said, arguably one of the best plays of the the game was Waitman kicking out of his own end zone, fielding a bad snap over his shoulder and getting a punt off. On yep. uh, with with a shorter distance between him and the line, just because of you know where I think they were on the three or the four yard line. Were, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was oh, inside he was on, three.
0: Heels were on the back line. His heels yeah. were on the back line.
1: Yeah, yep. and I mean for for a guy to come in, um, you know, off the street, basically. I think he was on the practice squad for a little while, but you know, basically started cold last week as punter. Mm-hmm. His second week mm-hmm. as punter, you know to field a bad snap under pressure and get that kick off. And it was, I mean, like you said, he kicked it from his his heels back across the 50 yard line. So, I mean, that was a a long kick. I know the Browns got a decent return out of it and wound up scoring a touchdown on a shorter field. But still, I mean, that was a heck of a kick that he made. And and just an all around effort, you know, catching the snap and getting the kick off.
0: No, I, 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 you know, I, I agree with what like you pointed out, what Ben said last week. He he doesn't have that ability to spin the ball that is so needed right now in the NFL. But my goodness, I, I just cringe at the thought of what may have happened had had Harvin been back there in that situation. And, and again, I mean, he might have handled it well. Uh, Harvin's but, not a weak punter. The problem with Harvin yeah. is he's inconsistent. Oh yes, tremendously.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean yeah. and, and there was a bad a bad punt by Craig Colquitt. What did it go? 27 oh, seven yards or something. Oh, I was like, um, oh wow. Thank you. Hey, wait, did, did you just say Craig Colquitt? No, what was his name? Dustin. Uh, Dustin, Dustin Colquitt. Yeah, sorry. Craig Craig was the yeah. old man. Colquitt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Craig was actually a really good punter. He was. <laughs> um, Ellie, how would you sum up uh, Chris Boswell?
2: Oh old faithful whenever if ever anybody is if if ever there's a moment which is why sometimes a couple of times it was just like just please just just let chris kick it just please can we just when we were in that red zone and it was just failing and failing i'm like please please bring on the kicking team please like because he is the most he just it's like a comfort zone i think that's how he makes him feel and it's so funny to think what was his really bad season 2018 2019
0: Oh boy, uh, 18, or 18? 18,
1: 18, cause yeah. 19 18. was the year Ben missed. Yeah, that's right. So it was oh yeah.
2: You're right. Where he basically scored all of our points. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm so glad that we didn't give up on him. I know. I think they did host other kickers oh, after yes. that season. Yes. Yeah. But I'm so glad that we stuck with him because he has paid that back in dividends. In my opinion, oh,
0: Yeah, big time, big time.
2: And I, he truly could have been the other person who could have been the team MVP.
0: Yeah, and and
3: yeah, TJ I mean, Watt was voted the MVP for the. Let's be honest, the Steelers' special teams are average only because Boswell is a member of the Steelers' special teams. Yeah, without yeah. him, they would be far below average, yeah. just I like think. the offense and defense.
0: I mean, and I and I would I would just like to add, since we're talking about Chris Boswell, that. Uh, when uh, Hall of Famer Rick Holman was kind enough to get my myself and my daughter on the field for warm-ups uh, for the Tennessee game. Um, mm-hmm. he, we were egging my daughter on because she is in love with Boswell. We, we were attempting to get her to run on the field and hug him. Um, she knew better, which I'm very proud as a parent. I, she knew better than to do that. But mm-hmm. there were a few moments when Bos got a little too close to our sideline, and I thought she was going to do it. And uh, I just wanted to, to say that I'm very proud of my daughter for not getting us kicked out of the stadium.
3: Should have gotten uh, her more whiskey before the game. Well,
0: she, uh, so. that's a whole other story, my friend. Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we met somebody who had uh, uh, some whiskey and some, well, alcoholic cider after the game. So she, she definitely had a little bit of that. After but, the uh, game after after done that before the game she might have done it she she had a few cocktails before but but yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) uh anyway um, one other one other note on boswell yeah i i was watching him when he came out after halftime it was you know warming up for the second Mm -hmm. half Mm -hmm. he kicked Mm -hmm. a 42 yarder and a 52 yarder (laughs) in the closed end zone and then moved to the open end and kicked like a 42 and a 52 and I said to my dad, I was like, he's not even practicing from closer because he knows the offense can't get closer than that. That's funny. And it was just like, you know, like that's that's where he was <laughs> practicing from. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's yeah. sad, but it's it funny. Is
0: sad. Um, it is. You know, let me let me kind of yeah. run down some things if if people didn't see this uh, that came out yesterday and today, but but the COVID list has been all over the place. Uh, uh, Joe yeah. Schobert. And Devin Bush and Chris Wormley and Anthony McFarland and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Arthur Millet are all off of the COVID Zach Banner. list. Zach Banner as well. Thank you, Ellie. Um, are all eligible to play this week? Which is um, good. Very good. Dan Moore is on the COVID list now. He's on the COVID
3: list. Dan Moore, yeah. Oh no, I thought he was just hobbled as the an today ankle this week. Oh God. Okay. Oh, so no, oh, excuse me. I, what what the hell am I saying? No, it's Joe Hayden. Yeah, no. It's it's Hayden, Butler. Um, and Kendrick Green. Kendrick, Kendrick Green. And, yes. um
2: Deontay Johnson. Uh,
3: Deontay. DJ. So, l- let me know. So, Dan, Moore, Dan Moore hasn't yeah. practiced all week. That was what it was. Right. And that's where I was right. going to go with this. Tired. Is, is,
2: He's injured, is, right? I okay. uh,
3: Yeah, no. He hasn't practiced all week. Right. And if he can't go on Sunday, then most likely Chooks is going to start at left tackle. Yep. And that would be either Banner or Joe Hegg at right tackle. Now, I don't know what the coaches think okay. of Banner, but so far this season, he's played a total of four snaps on offense.
0: Four. So apparently, they don't think that highly. No. Um. No. But there's, the, the, yeah, the point being is there's going to be some reshuffling. The uh, Unless more all of a sudden practices tomorrow being Friday, for those that are listening – um. Yeah, I mean that's the way it's looking right now. We could see Banner get his first start uh, of the season, or or it's going to be Joe Hey. Um, so, um, guys, the the Ravens have a slight chance. Their chances are even less than ours of making the playoffs. And just for those that don't know, uh, the Steelers have to win. The Colts have to drop. Uh, their season finale in Jacksonville. And and amazingly, they have a point
3: on that. They haven't won
0: there since 2014. Crazy stat. Yeah.
3: I had no idea. So historically,
0: historically, it's good.
3: It's it's good for us. But the bad part is Jacksonville right now has the number one overall pick.
1: And I think it's clinched, isn't it? No, No, it's not because the tie that the lions have, if the Jaguars win, and the Lions lose, the Lions would have that tie, so they'd get the number mm-hmm. one. Well, pick. the Lions
0: are playing Green Bay,
1: so that's going to be a loss. Um,
0: and sp- now let me tell you this too they're playing Green Bay in Detroit. There will be way more Packer okay. fans than Lion fans, I, and, and I hate that for Lion fans, but it's true. Every year, Packer fans go to that yeah. game in droves. Um, but I think, but the, the, but the other game is the Chargers Raiders. If that game ends in a tie, believe it or not, it screws the Steelers. Right. All they that need won't. is for one team to win or the one team to lose, and they're in. So um, that, that's what's got to happen. For Baltimore, they need not only those things to happen. They have to win, then those things to happen. But I think they also have to have Miami beat New England or lose to New England. I can't remember one or the, one or the other. So they have got an even longer okay. shot at this, and I, I don't, you know, Ian, would you play Lamar Jackson if you're John Harbaugh if if he's healthy?
1: I mean, Hundley's been playing pretty well, um, and you know, the last we've always played Lamar well, and Lamar right. does not have what I would describe as an active downfield arm. Um, I I don't know if I'd call it limp, but it it's not a he's not a good. He's not a good thrower outside the numbers at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lamar makes his throws by scrambling around, finding an open passing lane, finding
3: a passing lane, exactly,
1: and and, and finding an open guy. Um, right. yeah. Lamar is dangerous, but I think Hundley's played well for them. Um,
3: I I don't disagree, but I I don't think that that Jackson but, is weak armed at all. I just think he's inaccurate. Inaccurate. He's he's not a guy who can put the. where the receiver needs it to be to to make it easy to catch it
1: he's he's not a good deep thrower or outside the numbers thrower though and that's where you need the arm strength so he's he's
3: not a guy who because he doesn't set his feet his mechanics suck
1: yeah yeah he
3: he's not a guy who throws a good 15 20 yard out You know, that word, that was Ben's bread and butter for so many years. That
1: Ben to AB 15 yard out was amazing. Right. Um, Yeah. And, and uh, one other thing I wanted to note uh, talking about the Colts. Um, I think the, the most poignant analysis that I heard this week on the radio was somebody said that the Jaguars aren't capable of beating the Colts, but the Colts are capable of losing to the Jaguars.
0: Yeah. I
1: like that. So he just said
3: Jaguars. I'd like that that noted for the record. (laughs) That's some uh, Yinzerism right there. Jaguars <laughs> drinking. The yeah. Jaguars. Hey. The Jaguars.
0: Uh, well, okay, Ian said it, so I'm going to go there. Um, a former Steeler by the name of Antonio Brown has been in the news a lot this last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, guys, we all know this, and and uh, AB is going to AB. AB is going to AB, and yep. it was only a matter of time. And the fact that he even did it to a Tom Brady team, you know, the, the do you remember the people that used to come out and go after Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, he's a shitty leader. He's terrible, you know, AB. I mean, are they going to keep saying, are they saying the same thing about Tom Brady now? I, I mean, no. I, I mean, Ellie, you saw what happened on Sunday with yep. AB. What are you thinking while you're watching that?
2: Um, I feel like my opinion on it is, sounds like such a downer because I saw people. You know, I see. Yeah. It's so difficult to sound inappropriate when I say this. I can see the cute. I can see the meme side of it and why people are sure. saying and making sure. memes about it. And some of the memes are uh-huh. absolutely hilarious. Uh
3: huh. Yes, they are. Um,
2: <laughs> but without being the person who's like, oh, what a killjoy. Um, at the end of the day, something is wrong, and I really hope that the league steps up and helps this person i know i'm sorry um
3: i'm gonna tell you a story in a minute uh,
2: my thing about it is is um he has small children and i'd really like for Uh, them to not have to go through an awful situation with their parents so i hope that the league steps up damn it ellie
0: you you just took a very fun subject and ruined it it's fine
2: sorry
3: listen no it's true go ahead antonio brown has been offered help Many Four times. years, uh, I, I
2: imagine so. Yeah. Okay,
3: and and has refused it, and that's yeah. I'm not going to get into a long explanation about it. There are things that Mark and I and Ian have discussed offline. Things I know for a fact took place. Even at this distance, I can only imagine how much the the press in Pittsburgh knows and has never reported because Antonio Brown was protected, and when he left, he was no longer protected.
0: Mm -hmm. because those
3: teams he went to didn't protect him and that's fine it is what it is I you know the flip side of this is people will say the Steelers coddled him for too long well did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coddle him for too long or is this just AB being AB because he's batshit crazy yeah I'm gonna go with the latter because we've seen this over and over and over and over again okay Antonio Brown has zero credibility with me when he came out with the thing today, I've got these texts and da da da. And I was trying to get, and, and, and I told them this. And, I, and then, you know, later on, the Buccaneers come back and say, yeah. Um, he asked us to guarantee his $2 million in incentives before the game. We said we would not. Um, he mm-hmm. was pouting at halftime about not getting the ball enough, mm-hmm. not getting enough targets. And uh, then he refused to go into the game because he wasn't getting the ball. Yeah. So we told him he wasn't playing anymore and he quit. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a b that because we've seen those temper tantrums in the sideline when he was wearing a Steelers uniform, he wasn't getting the ball. The time he, he kicked the water cooler, punched and kicked the water cooler, and he was standing on the sideline. All that mm-hmm. none of this is new, and, and there mm-hmm. are so many other stories going way back. There are that yeah, there, there's you know, a lot Ryan more Ryan, than just the speed ticket
0: on McKnight Road. Yeah, yeah Ryan really Clark
3: talked about the, about the time when he went after uh, Dick LeBeau because he got hit in practice right after he'd gotten his first big contract. And he went, what are you doing? I'm the franchise. I'm the man. There's more to that story than, than Ryan talked about. Again, really? this is something that we heard offline from people who were standing there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, this is just AB and AB. Uh, yeah. I don't know how else to put it. And yeah, Ellie, I hope he gets help too. Absolutely. but a b is his own worst enemy, and always has
0: been
2: yeah, i would agree
0: yeah and and I, you know you brought up the kids he he does he's got small kids and and i you know and he has a lot of ant- birth
3: control well, i mean we, I, we can, I, I, I
0: don't i don't understand it i i don't
3: yeah. i don't fucking get it I,
0: I i don't either i don't either and and i you know the guy brought me. All of us, all of us. The guy brought us so much joy, so much entertainment, so many great moments. And we do. We want the best for him. Um, but but it's gotta stop. I mean, he's gotta he's gotta you know check himself into the mirror and and uh and go from there. And as Ben said, he's been offered help a million different times, yeah. and he just doesn't doesn't seem to want it. Oh,
3: and he's surrounded um, by sycophants. That's, that's well, that's true, true, too. That's he's surrounded so by yes sycophants. Men. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So yes, men and yes women who yep. are just telling him no matter what he does that he's doing the right thing. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, guys, I don't want to end on a total downer, so let's talk a little bit here. Uh about what you think is gonna happen on Sunday. One in Baltimore. Uh, we are again at M and what is it still M Bank? Bank? Is it Stadium. B B B, yeah. B and T? I can't freaking remember. Uh, in any case, Ian, what do you think transpires on Sunday in
1: Baltimore? You know, for as explosive as Baltimore's offense has been over the years, they have not been good this year. This is going to be low scoring, and it's going to be ugly. And we've got. The two best kickers in the league on the field at the same time. Scary. It's it's scary, um, it, it's, it it's scary it just is. because it's one of those like I kind of feel like whoever gets the ball last is probably gonna win. Um, just. I because... hope it's really windy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't because Chris Boswell's like ninety percent of our offense. We need Chris to be right. able to kick too. I... Maybe maybe the wind yeah, can just the blow wind and is Justin Tucker.
3: The wind affects long kicks more than it does short
1: kicks. That's true. <laughs> who was it? Who was it a couple of years ago that said the wind only blew when they were on offense? It was somebody who played against us, and and they blamed the wind.
2: I actually remember someone saying that. Now that you've just I said do that. recall
1: that, but I I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Remember. So so maybe the wind can just blow. You know when Tucker is kicking. <laughs> but... <laughs> I like that idea. Please. 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 Um, I really want us to win this game. I'm going to go back to uh, the old faithful of we've played a lot of games against the Ravens over the years that have ended in the same score. So I'm going to predict that same score, which is 23 to 20. Um, And I will say Steelers 23-20. But unfortunately, I think the Colts will beat the Jaguars. And Wires. we won't get in. But, <laughs> but, um, hey, Ian, say Browns. Browns. Bronze. Bronze. <laughs> it's a color. It's bronze. Yeah. You guys uh, go down there on Monday night and watch Ben beat the brass for the last time. <laughs> I love it.
0: Ellie, what is your prediction for Sunday afternoon in Baltimore? The Queen City, I believe they call it. I don't know. Do really? That, she, that's simply
2: would, she simply would never to either of those. Um, true. I... Charm,
3: it's Charm City, actually. Charm City. That's what it is. Queen City yes. Baltimore. It's so charming
0: in Baltimore. I too much bread, Bourbon.
2: <laughs> um, my, I feel the same way as Ian. I think that the score is going to be low. It's going to be messy. But the Ravens are always my favorite rival. I yep. always love watching those yep. games. They're always – at least they're interesting. If they're low scoring, Ooh, they're yes. interesting. Yes. So I'm looking forward to winning. I think okay. we'll win. Okay. I hope we ride the kind of – momentum of Ben's final home game. Let's do it for Ben. I hope that kind of tips us right into into Baltimore and we come home with a win. But I also agree low scoring. And, you know, I think you'll hate the way I say it. I think the Jaguars will win.
0: Well, Jaguars is much better than Jaguars.
2: <laughs> it is,
1: actually. <laughs> All right. Do you have a score, Ellie? Ellie's much more refined and classy than I am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what I That's actually
3: to setting the bar pretty low, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I didn't
2: say gonna, what the difference was. I would probably was, say the same thing. It? Same thing uh, about
0: 2320. Okay. All yeah, right. Ben, what do you 20. got? What do you got?
3: Uh win a close, ugly one, 1714. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't think the Jags will win because the Colts need to win to get in. Yeah. And yeah, yep. Yep. and Jonathan Taylor is having a fucking outstanding year. So, great player. If they're smart, they just will take the ball away from Carson Wentz and just run, run Taylor down the Jaguars' throats. Yeah, and w- win another low-scoring game. You know, force force Jackson to throwing. Yeah, um, take advantage of the rookie quarterback. He's a very talented player, but he's a rookie. Yeah, and I I don't see that part of it coming out, but I, you know, whatever. I, I'd rather finish nine, seven and one. I, you know, I, I, would.
0: Yeah. The eight, eight and one thing we've been kind of calling for the last, about what, five or six weeks. And yep. I don't want to think about it. Uh, I I'm going to go with a field goal fest. I'm going to say Steelers win 12, nine, uh, 12 to nine. Baltimore is going to line up for a game winning field goal. Cam Hayward is going to block the Tucker kick. I, I'm telling you, it's going to happen right now. I can see it. Um, Cam, but Ooh. yep, Cam's going to block it. But unfortunately, I agree with you guys down in uh, Jacksonville. The, the Colts will just be too much for Jacksonville, um, and and that'll be it. But uh, it, you know, I, and I and I will say, um, I will say this: I think the Baltimore crowd will be extremely respectful to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I, I, look, you always have your idiots. Steelers mm-hmm. nation has plenty of idiots. We know. No. Us. Yes, oh. we have a couple. We have a couple. Okay. A couple. Um, all right. But, but, um, I think they'll be great to Ben. I think they will appreciate the rivalry. I think I they'll agree. appreciate his, yeah. his, uh, contributions to that rivalry. Uh, and, and win or lose, you know, they'll go out that way. And Maggie has said hello. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, that uh that wraps it up for uh, this edition of the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And again, we're very pleased to be part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. And go Steelers! Ravens suck.